everybody. <laughs> Thanks for downloading another episode of Parks and Recreation. I forgot how I start this thing. Uh, and uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined across town by the power of the internet, my friend Jeremy. Say hey, Jeremy. Hello. Hello. Yes, good. Good equalizing of energy. Um, mm-hmm. I came in hot and unprepared, and you're like, holding it down like a good bass player. I had, I had no clue you were starting, so. I know. Yeah. I don't know if that's illegal or not, but I'm doing it. So there's no rules uh, in podcasting. I don't think there are. I think that's one of the great things about it is people can podcast literally anything. Mm-hmm. Hence this show. <laughs> that's why we exist. That's why we exist. There's no FCC. No, it's the thund- podcast. It's the Thunderdome of media. Exactly. I was listening to not listening to watching. Um, I was using my eyes and my ears simultaneously. <laughs> About the, uh, it's Ken Burns had a documentary a couple years ago, country music. And I um, started watching that because I DVR'd it two years ago. And I was like, I should probably finally get to this. It's about how long it takes to watch it anyway. Yeah. And the, um, a lot of it is talking about how like radio shows in the early 1900s, like they were literally looking f- desperate for content to sell things like soap, right? Um, Mm -hmm. hence soap operas and the rise of country music correlates with this, uh, desperation for content for radio, uh, which made me realize a lot of things about country music. Continue. I think the listener can fill in the blanks. (laughs) Anytime I try to make up a song, like just whatever, like just to amuse my kids or whatever, I quickly slip into a country persona. That's because excellent. It's it's LCD. If you it's, know what I'm talking about, I don't know what you're talking about. What does that mean? Lowest common denominator. Just oh, it's okay. just super easy. Do you to get do. like an accent and everything too? I do. Oh yeah. It oh, just ha- it just happens. It just is <laughs> like well, this is easy. I can make everything rhyme. It's either that's that, fantastic. Yeah, or you go with uh, Lenny Kravitz, where everything rhymes with sky. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Country Spread or Lenny Kravitz? Fly. Yeah, up <laughs> to the sky like a butterfly. I just up in horsey heaven. Here's the thing. <laughs> Ooh, horsey heaven. That's from Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. which is the podcast we're going to talk about. Yeah, this is an ep- this is a podcast where we talk about an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it and assorted other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so y'all, we're uh, we're a little under the gun today, um, just because we uh, have some time constraints. So Jeremy, I think we should be focused. Okay, <laughs> how's that sound? Yeah, you said assorted, kind of like donuts. Um, so mm-hmm. I think we should definitely talk more about donuts. This is season five, episode 15 correspondence lunch. And this is yes. overall the 83rd episode in the series. Yes. All, all true facts. Yeah. And, uh, this, uh, Jeremy, what are your general impressions as we are jumping into talking about this episode? Yeah, I think for the first, um, the directorial debut of Nick Offerman, it was, it was pretty solid. Um, oh yeah, you know, it is his first. Yeah. Yeah, for a, for an episode that aired on February twenty first, two thousand thirteen, um, I thought you know being a, a nine year old episode, it still it still held up pretty well. Um, no, my my favorite my favorite part of this whole thing was Andy's kind of plot. I think everything else is kind of just you know one off kind of stuff. Anne and Chris moving forward, but I really liked Anne and um, sorry Ben and Andy's um, kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. plot line, which I thought I just, I thought it was nice. It was, it was fun. It made me excited for what's to come too. Um, so yeah. How about you? What'd you think? Um, I, I found this one to be delightful. Um, I did feel a little too much like it, it was, uh, a, 
the law and order of uh, Parks and Rec, which was like ripped from today's headlines with the hacking email and that kind oh, of stuff. Right, right. Um, and so I was kind of annoyed that I forgot about that part. Um, <laughs> you were annoyed that you forgot about it? Well, I was annoyed that it was like, ah, the real world is terrible. <laughs> and oh, why are yeah. you reminding me of how mm-hmm. terrible the world is, Parks and Recreation? I come that's to you. We, that's why we watch the show is for escapism. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so all of this like hacking email and all that stuff is like, oh, barf. Um, but, you know, they take some barf and they make some lemonade, which may have been in the barf to begin with. They oh. refined it, boiled it, cooled it's it what, down again. Lemonade. It's what gives it the flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so <laughs> gross. <laughs> so gross. Um so there's three plot lines, really. We've got the uh, the correspondence lunch, which is the main deal of this episode. Then we have Anne and her desire to have a baby um, and Ben and Andy, which you mentioned. Um, and before we get too far into any of those, we do have to address the cold open. Um, because in the last episode, they Ben and Leslie got married, which was great. Huzzah. They went on a honeymoon. Yay. And they come back. And that's where the cold open picks up. And they are bringing gifts for their their coworkers. Um, and some of these gifts are thoughtful. And Jerry's isn't. <laughs> That's, um, and yet he's grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he got socks for Christmas uh, from Leslie a few episodes ago. And he was just like, she gets me. <laughs> you guys. So he's not expecting much. But uh, I do like the gifts and the rationale. Um, they, uh, for Chris, they got an acai plant because acai berries are a superfood and, uh, yeah, so that's great for and Tom a, and a super gift. Yeah, exactly. And for Tom, they got a, a signature, uh, headshot of, uh, one of the stars of CBS's Hawaii Five O re- reboot. Scott can. Yeah. Who is also in oceans 11, which is a fantastic movie. Yeah. And I love him and Casey Affleck in that movie. They may be, they may be my second favorite part of the, the movie. My my first favorite part is the fact that Brad Pitt was eating in eating every scene the entire time. I was going to say Rusty eating. Yeah, uh, I think uh, that just gave me hope. And was it Scott Can also in Gone in sixty seconds? Yeah, probably. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, if there there was cars involved, and it was the early two thousands, Scott Can was in it. Yeah, and it's like who who can we get in this movie who is. Uh, just a generic white person, Scott can. <laughs> so that's nailed it. Um, and so, so, uh, and then for Anne, they got her some uh, tea um, from a guy that they talked about. They met in a restaurant who brought them to another guy in a parking lot, and it was supposed to help Anne get pregnant. And as Leslie's explaining the the procedure, of getting this, she realizes this this is not tea. This is something else entirely and andy and and april kind of look at each other like because she throws it in the garbage can and is like oh don't worry we'll, yeah we'll get it don't worry we'll get it later <laughs> we'll find out what that's about we'll, we'll uh we'll, we'll try that yeah um and uh ron gets an idol of the uh mask of the hawaiian god of anger and <laughs> they said it reminded us of you like he's a fine looking fellow um <laughs> had the ron haircut everything about it was like yes excellent nailed it and uh they threw a box in a volcano for april <laughs> And she just said, thank you. Thank you. Um, which was maybe the best gift of all. And uh, Jerry got um, some airplane headphones and peanuts. So the free Guys, stuff they get you. Just like last time from <laughs> exactly. Washington. Exactly. <laughs> so good. I, I, um, 
one of the things that was nice about the pandemic was not being able to travel so much. <laughs> yeah. Because there's always that weird pressure from your kids and like, fa- like family, like, what'd you bring me back? And like, I really, I don't really go when I travel, I don't really go anywhere super fun for work. Right. Like I go to work, I go on like trips to developing nations or things like that. There's like no real, uh, touristy stuff yeah like i i I, you know i know your your travels and you know i'm I'm aware of where you go and i've i've never been super disappointed when you haven't brought me back something (laughs) from boise you know like i mean i get it thank you yeah i i mean i'm not saying it would i'm not not saying it wouldn't be nice but at the same time i I get it it's boise (laughs) i came back from uh cuba though and my favorite gift ever traveling that i gave to my son um was from cuba because uh you and i went to cuba together and we um uh there's that market that we went to like mm-hmm. a little like flea market thing and uh they were selling wallets with uh che guevara's face on them yes <laughs> and i came home and i gave i bought one for my son and and i gave it to him and he said what is this i said this is a, the gift of irony <laughs> did, he, did he get it <laughs> No, no. <laughs> but every time he he took that wallet places and he used it and just made me laugh so hard every time. And it's like, yeah, this is this is fantastic. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so this they give the gifts and uh, yeah, Jerry is just really thrilled with those. I miss Sky Mall. Just going to say, I mean, that is the one thing like this is kind of nice to flip through and just look at all these absolutely useless things. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is awesome. I would never spend money on this. Yeah. I mean, Sky Mall was funded by all the people who are like, we're desperate to sell these dog stairs. <laughs> How much does it cost to get our product a full page in Sky Mall? Yeah. And like Lord of the Rings, like replicas, which yeah. was like for years, years after the movies came out, it was still, hey, you're traveling. You know who else traveled? Let me tell you about my friend named Frodo. You don't want to get out there without a nice throw blanket with the the poem from the ring on it. One blanket in, to rule them all. In, in, in Elvish. <laughs> yeah. It's like I no. can't even read this. Or how about garden alligators? Like there's the whole garden section where it was like. You know, the, the, the woodland face guy that you put on your tree and mm-hmm. just wacky gnomes. Yeah. Well, careful with the gnome talk. I'm sorry. Somebody in my household told the internet that they like gnomes and that person has way too many gnomes now. <laughs> so. And by proxy, you now have too many gnomes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a gnome that somebody gave to us. Like if that was a pot, a, a potted plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it grew a more gnomes. Pot. That's the word. <laughs> and so Kathy put it outside on our deck and it rained and rained and rained. And the uh, the gnome pot dissolved. <laughs> so now it's still on our deck. It's just a pile of ash. Um, and, and so my son came home one time and was like, ah, he got blipped. <laughs> It was, it was just great. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, so that's the cold open. Uh, Jeremy, uh, let's talk about the these plots. Which one should we go with first? Oh, man. Um, I think I. 
Yeah, what do the dogs think? Um, I'm sorry, my no. listener, my dogs are amped up. <laughs> Come on, man. Mark Marin has his cats. It's fine. Nobody can, like people love animals. It's great. Um, Good. Let's do let's do the correspondence lunch. Let's just or or let's do Anne's because that's kind of the weakest. I, I don't know. That was not it wasn't funny. Okay. Really? So yeah. let's get that out of the way. All right. We'll do, we'll walk through Anne's plot. There's a little bit of overlap with the correspondence lunch, but it's mm-hmm. going to be just fine. So um, I got to scroll down here to my notes. I don't have the the whole script in front of me because uh, I had a kind of a busy morning. Um, and so, but I did take notes because uh, Anne uh, in the last episode recognized that Chris can be kind of paternal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now she has decided to ask Chris to be the father of her baby. But she hasn't talked to him about it yet. And so she's super nervous whenever she sees him. So they're walking in the hall and she sees him and runs into Ron's office to hide. Um, and and Ron is playing darts because he is a efficient government employee. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he's like, what are, you, what are you doing in here? And um, and then Anne says, I need to ask your opinion. I, I have a friend who I want to ask his help with something. Um, but I haven't had the courage to ask. And Ron's like, okay, what is it? And he's like, well, I want to, I want to plant ficuses in my front yard. Hmm. And Ron's response is I've been to your house. You'd have better luck with ficuses in the backyard. Nope. And, and I love Anne's response. Like I'm positive. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> cause Ron doesn't know that ficuses is a baby. Um, and, uh, and so, um, so yeah, so they, uh, Ron's just like, you got to just tell him um, and see what happens. And so uh, so then fast forward, they're at the correspondence lunch and Anne's like working up the courage and they're all the parks people and Chris are at the same table. And Chris points out at the lunch, he got the wrong meal. Um, but his ex-girlfriend, Shauna Malway Tweep, is right behind him um, and they had their meals switched. And so they switch and they start flirting. And it makes Anne feel all, all nervous um, and Later on, she they're at the lunch and uh, Anne is like talking to Ron, like, look at them flirting like crazy. And Ron's like, that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then she says, Ron, there are no ficuses. I want <laughs> I want Chris to be the father of my baby. And Ron's just like, and your metaphor was that full of ficuses. <laughs> Worst <laughs> metaphor ever. Yeah. And he just walks away. I yeah. love that. It's like, uh, bye. Um <laughs> And uh, and so fast forward a little farther, Anne is uh, going up to talk to Chris and he's with, with Pert Happily, um, which is important. And and says, uh, first of all, like, I-, I want to ask you, what's your spirit animal? And immediately Chris is like Jaguar. <laughs> like He just knows Jaguar. Uh, and then Pert is like, you didn't ask me, but if you did, I would say a doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Not dog. Just a doggy, <laughs> and not a specific <clears throat> kind of dog. <clears throat> just a doggy. Like <laughs> Purd, Purd has categories that are just very broad, and so like he would probably say like Chris saying a jaguar, specific kind of jungle cat. Right. Purd would probably have just called that a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, all it's all encompassing. So any kind of dog. Um, and Ron is there, and he's and he finally just like. He forces and to ask the question that he's at, he, that he's like, that she's wrestling with. Um, and so she says, like, Chris, I want you to be the father of my baby. And then Purd, uh, it's like, the story of this situation is it's extremely personal. Um, and so Anne asks the question and then runs away. <laughs> um, so next day, 
Chris and Anne finally talk and he says he needs some time to think about it. And Ron is just like, or Anne's like, yeah, great. Uh, take your time. Not too much time. I'm ovulating on Thursday, but no rush. But let me know. Um, and you could see like the joy in Chris's face. Like, hey, this could be a really good thing. And then the pressure of like, I need to know in two days. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's too much. Wear loose pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then one of the things like great shot is as Chris is walking down the hall, you see Anne in the in the background yell, wear loose pants. And then she runs like like a frightened middle schooler like away out of the hall like she like you could see like she was so embarrassed by what she just said and she like shrinks down as small as she can get and runs away it's yeah, pretty great strong strong middle school vibes from Anne's whole storyline in this episode yeah yeah and so um but she does go into ron's office um and is like hey ron you were right and he's playing darts again and he's like yep i know get out and she turns around and leaves <laughs> so ron was strong in this in this part of the story um uh you want to i don't know what my dog is barking at but she's got a lot to say uh you want to talk about the a plot since we had a little correspondence stuff going on sure absolutely all right and so um the uh correspondence lunch is a play on the white house correspondence dinner that we that has happened for years and years and years except for four years ago uh they stopped doing it um, because there was a like a, a man child who was president, couldn't handle people making fun of him publicly. Um, and then he left and now it's back. Um, and so was that, was that the extended cut? That wasn't that wasn't in my my version. The part about the man child being president. Yeah. Well, that's just in reality. Okay. I yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, was I like, don't know if you remember the years uh from January 2017 to uh January 2021. Mm-mm. Well, good for you, man. Those were those were not those were not easy for, you know, normal things. Um, <sighs> the heaviness of it all. Anyway, um, come so back. Come back. I'm back. I'm back. So Leslie is prepping with her team uh, for her her set at the correspondence dinner, which is where the government and the press of Pawnee make make fun of each other. And again. The press in Pawnee is much too large. <laughs> yes. There are too many people being the press in a small town in Indiana, but whatever. I mean, they have so much press, they have a, their own tabloid. Yes, the Pawnee Sun, which is a lot of what Leslie is trying to go after is the Pawnee Sun because they spend 364 days a year going after her and she gets one day a year. Is that right? 365? How many days are in a year? 365. Yeah. And then 366 for a leap year. Got it. So in the conference room, Leslie is having a, a practice session with her with her people um, to work out all her material. Um, and none of these jokes are amazing, but the people <laughs> really, really dig it. Um, and uh, Ron offers a joke, which is, um, you know, Ron, like the epitome of Ron's humor uh, and his joke is this the government in this town is excellent and uses your tax dollars efficiently and then he starts <laughs> laughing and uh Russ is like i don't think that's a joke and ron's like oh it's very funny <laughs> uh so yeah so this is gonna go great um and then they get to the uh the, the correspondence dinner and kim Trolando from the pawnee sun the tabloid um is uh 
talking to Leslie and Leslie's like, uh, you better prepare yourself because um, you can't handle my jokes. Essentially, she even made up a can of whoop ass that she's going to open uh, <laughs> as she tells all of her jokes. Um, and so she's like she's riding high on her own supply here of humor. And uh, and then the Pawnee son, though, they go first. And Kim starts reading Leslie's jokes, even the jokes about the Pawnee son, like she's owning it before Mm -hmm. uh, Leslie can uh, intervene. And so classic uh, Eminem move. Eminem, like the candy. No, like like the rapper. You ever watch a mile? You you got to make fun of yourself. You take all the ammunition away. Then right. They can't, then they can't make. Then they can't rap battle you. Right. Exactly. That's this how I win all my rap battles. This is like this is like a comedy battle, and she's yeah. winning. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Great reference to yeah. Yeah. Eight Mile. Topical. Um, Topical. You, you got to lose yourself in the moment you own it. You better never let it go. Yeah. You only got one shot. Um. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. 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 Already. Um. What rhymes with orange? Door hinge. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh. So Leslie is like, oh, she's stealing all our jokes. I can't believe this. And then she opens the can of whoop ass that she made and starts drinking. It's like I just opened a can of whoop ass on myself. Uh, um, so then it cuts away, comes back, and Milton, Congressman Milton, is sharing that you know they've been doing this correspondence for a long time. It's so long that he rode to the first one on a horse and buggy, and everybody starts laughing. He's like, "That's not a joke." <laughs> like I really did, um, and people keep laughing at that. He's like, "That's still not a joke." <laughs> so, um, so Leslie is trying to figure out like how did they get these these notes, and everybody starts like pulling out their own copies of the jokes, and Jerry can't find his. Now, my real question is. Why would everybody have copies of the jokes? Mm. <laughs> Why would that even be a thing? This is this is part of the uh, where it starts. I start to lose my credibility with I Leslie's it, team here. Yeah, I think it goes back to the meeting, like when they were at the okay. when, she, when she was doing sure. the the, the re, pre read or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they just kept their copies with them the entire time. Why? You're right. I don't know. But for for plot purposes, it shows that you know there's doubt. You know, like, oh, she yeah. got a hold of a copy. Yeah, because Jerry can't find his. And exactly. So he has to go stand in the corner and he can't have cake. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, stand in the corner, think about what you've done and no dessert. And, and then the guy's no like, cake. And he just like kind of waves his hand like, no, I, I can't. Yeah. So then they have to come up with jokes on the fly. And Anne tries to write a joke and it's not good. And it, a lot of it is like, you know how some things are green and like dinosaurs are green and like Milton's so old and maybe there's something there. And he's like, Anne, you're too beautiful to be funny. You've never had to overcome anything. <laughs> and, then, you nerds. <laughs> yeah, and then immediately he's like, I need the rest of you ugly nerds to write some jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Chris just looks at the camera like, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, so now everybody's going to try to write some jokes, uh, and they cut back and Joan Calamezzo is telling some jokes about Purd. Um, and Purd is like, it seems like everybody is laughing. (laughs) So, um, he's okay with it. Yeah. He doesn't understand that those are things directed at him. Um, and then, so Les is like, all right, I'll do impressions. (laughs) And she's got Borat, uh, which is. Borat, and then uh, <laughs> she wants to do uh, Nev Campbell. <laughs> and she, you know, like, what does Nev Campbell sound like? Somebody tell me what Nev Campbell sounds like. 
Um, so, uh, and then Joan starts reading, um, the, uh, the intro that Leslie wrote for herself, which includes, uh, telling people that they better have brought their adult diapers because they are going to pee themselves with laughter. <laughs> and she's like, Oh no, Oh no, this is bad. Um, and and Joan, so she, the, the look of the stain on Joan's face. Yeah. Like, Leslie, like anytime she can just dig it, Leslie, like you're just, you're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Leslie is Joan's, um, opposite of spirit animal. Oh, the spirit trapper. Yes. Yes. That's excellent. Cause often Joan wears, uh, animal print clothes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. Nailed it. So Leslie comes up and, uh, she bombs uh, right away. <laughs> and she does one of my favorite jokes, which is something that if you've done open mic, uh, you know, uh, when your time is up, they flash a light in the back so that you can see like, oh, I got to got to wrap this up. Uh, I'm like, oh, she's giving me the light in the she points to the back. They're giving me the light and it's totally lit up like it's not a dark room at all. And so a flashlight in the back would be nothing. Um, and uh, yeah, so she just gets off stage and everybody's like oh, that that happened. Um, so then cut back, a, a move forward a little bit. Jerry comes like, I didn't lose my copy. It was in my shoe. Mm-hmm. And then Leslie starts thinking like, okay, so how'd they get this? And then she realizes that, um, the Kim Trilando has been like asking her questions, um, that like are like scoops, but it's stuff that's only been in her email. And they realize that Kim hacked her email. And so Leslie immediately smashes a phone. Uh, turns out it's Jerry's phone, but she needs to stop getting hacked. Um, and so they try to figure out how they did it. They go back to the office. They started reading through all of her email. Um, my favorite one is the one Chris gets that, that says, here's a Leslie, an email to me. You said, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and that's it. Um, and uh, and so then Donna has this idea to set up a sting operation. Yes. Uh, which is one, which is wonderful. Uh, cause they go to a, they call a press conference and Leslie tells them, uh, to look under their chairs and underneath they find a bag of dirt. One person's like, is it chocolate? Uh, <laughs> because it's like, that's what Leslie would do at a press conference. And right. I, uh, the press knows like, that's why there's so many people coming to these things. Um, there's even, there maybe candy <laughs> even better. It's dirt. Yeah, it's dirt. And Leslie is, uh, highlighting how they have, um, reached minimal acceptable standards yeah. from the EPA. Not and, too shabby. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a victory for, for the whole team. Um, but then the Pawnee sun stands up and, and Jeremy, what does, uh, what does Kim have to say about, uh, the dirt report? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That it has, uh, something called midi chlorians in the, in the soil that the EPA found it. Midi, right. midi, Midi chlorians. Yeah. Now that sounds serious. Yeah. I, you don't want a, a bad case of midi chlorians. No, it can ruin so much. Like a, an, almost a, a movie franchise. Almost. Almost. Man. Where do you, where do you stand on that? What are midi chlorians, Jason? Well, we've come to find out, and Leslie has also told this, that midi chlorians are from the movie Star Wars. And it's something that almost ruined a franchise, according to her husband, Ben. Um, so, uh, midichlorians are the things in a person 
in the Star Wars universe that make them force sensitive so that they can interact with the force. Yeah. Um, and in Star Wars episode one, the a phantom, the phantom menace, the phantom, the phantom, the menace, yeah. phantom, not a phantom, the phantom menace. We learned that Anakin Skywalker, who later turns out to be Darth Vader, um, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker is just chock full of midichlorians. <laughs> Like he's got midichlorians two, out two, his ears. Two hundred percent daily uh, recommended value. Yeah, like uh, since the pandemic started, I've been taking emergency every day. <laughs> I have so much vitamin C in my body that, like, I think I am force sensitive. Um, so that is, uh, yeah, I have too much, and uh, and that's the situation with the midichlorians. But Donna, this was her whole plan. It was she knew Kim was scooping out stuff out of the email. And so she's like, this is a trap that I set for you into which you have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, they. Which is a great. That's another like uh, it's a trap from Star also Wars. from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trap. General Akbar. Yes. Uh, Admiral Akbar. Admiral. A, Admiral. Come on. He flies a ship. Revoked. So, Nerd yeah. card revoked. Yeah, it's okay. I'll forgive you this time. Um, and uh, and so Kim Trillian was like, well, I was too busy being awesome in high school, hooking up with guys. I don't watch these movies, so I'm out of here. Um, and she leaves in disgrace. And Leslie then says, all right, well, she stole all my jokes. And so now I wrote a whole bunch of new jokes. So here we go. Um, <laughs> and Donna then immediately closes down the press conference because she's smart. Um, so. Yeah, so that's the A plot with the uh, the correspondence lunch, which is a, a fun a fun plot there. So, anything else from that that section of the show that we should highlight? No. All right. Excellent. We, we should keep going. All right, I, we will keep going. Uh, the C plot: Ben is starting his new job at the Sweetums Foundation, um, which is basically a PR effort for Sweetums to cover up all of the terrible things their company does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Ben is like, yeah, you know, there's rumors going around that there's rat parts in the chocolate and, uh, Jessica's, uh, Nick, New the, the wife of Nick Newport senior who died, she is like, she's running the foundation now. Um, and, uh, her response to Ben is like, well, what do you think the flavor comes from? <laughs> and not great. Um, but as you look at the. Uh, the Sweden's Foundation office. It's very fancy. Um, and Ben points out, like, this is a great job. I'm going to help people. And I have in my office more mahogany than is left in the rainforest. So win-win, except for the rainforest. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so Andy and April and Tom come to see his new office. And Ben's like, hey, can you guys help me look through some of these uh, different proposals to give grants to? Um, and, uh, Andy is just really sad and bummed as he's staring out the window into the hallway. Um, and, uh, and, uh, a April points out that he's just really, ever since he found out he's not going to be a cop, he's just been really sad and sweaty. And usually he's happy and sweaty. Mm -hmm. Um, and Tom is not interested in helping people. Um, and so he's like, well, this seems like a lot of work for y'all, but I'm going to get out of here. But then Ben's like, well, they bring me nice lunches so you can have some of that. And so Tom stays for the nice lunch. Um, and so they start going through the different binders and Andy finds one that's an after school program to help people stay off the streets uh, because the streets are dangerous. 
And he gives the example of how one time he fell in a sewer grate and he was stuck there for hours. Um, <laughs> and so we want to help people not do that. Thank you very much, Your Honor. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, we, don't want kids, we, we don't want kids living in the sewer any longer. <laughs> yeah. I love that he just ends his pitch with amen. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah. So it's like, that's like it, a really great it, program. It, yeah. And then Tom's Tom's pick is uh, called the Clean Sheet Foundation, which sounds you know like kind of good. You Maybe think when you, you think, read it, it's like oh that's a that's about like preventing bed bugs, sure, and the diseases they bring. Mm-hmm. What is it actually, Jeremy? Uh, providing legal assistance to the KKK. <laughs> yeah, and Tom does not care because <laughs> he's enjoying. Um, I think it's a smoothie at that point. I can't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, he's... Oh, he's, um, no, he's sitting there drinking like an espresso, his tiny espresso yes, in his yes. robe. And he's like, can you pass the bonbons? He's like, yeah, yeah that's, that's my pick. No shame. I'm, no. Just, I'm just here for the perks. Yeah, which is also what Jessica's there for. Um, we come to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, Ben, uh, they keep looking through and then Ben finally says, all right, I've selected this uh, rural ambulance service that will get medical help to people in uh, difficult places to reach because they don't have normal city infrastructure for um for ambulances and stuff which is like mm-hmm. a really great idea yeah it's like it it is a genuinely important thing um and ben is looking at it practically like this is going to help people this is going to be great um and andy is devastated and this is some of the best acting chris pratt has ever done because <laughs> he's just like oh okay and he's like i'm gonna go outside um and uh and then everybody leaves. Um, Tom is pretty stoked that, um, but also he leaves, but comes back to get the oysters. Um, yeah, he's, he's got a bag and he's, he's taking the champagne and yeah. stuff and all the freebies in it. Yeah. Because, you know, Tom, Tom's a mad genius. Uh, and so April is really mad at Ben because like that says like he's been, Andy's been so sad for so long. And this music thing like really got him excited. And why did you have to choose this thing? Why do you have to be so selfish? <laughs> I'm running a charity. <laughs> uh, and he's like, it's all about you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So April, like standing up for a man and, you know, like it, like they love each other so much. And like, she really wants him to rebound and feel better. And, you know, like their, their dynamic is really great in this. Like she's trying to help him. Um, and so, uh, so Ben has Andy come over to his office the next day. Um, and Andy, uh, he, Ben explains kind of what's going on and he's like, no, it makes sense. Like music program's good, but this is going to help people right away. I totally get it. Um, and, uh, but Andy also points out that like, you know, you guys are spending a lot of money on things that don't matter. Um, and, uh, like, like the, the decorations and the lunches, like imagine what you could do if you got rid of all this, you could probably help a billion charities. Um, and Ben's like, you know what? You're right. And then Andy shares an interesting fact about his fart. <laughs> <laughs> he farted five minutes ago and just now smelling it and that's how tight my pants are <laughs> anyhow later dudes uh and so jessica comes to see uh ben and she's so stoked about the redneck ambulance um and that's <laughs> like we could go and take a picture of some hayseed getting medicine for the first time <laughs> or we could figure out the picture later <laughs> and um and uh And then Ben says, yeah, this is going to be great, but we need to stop wasting all of this money. And uh, Jessica is like, but all of this is tax is a tax write off. 
And he's like, Ben doesn't care about that. He actually is like, I actually want to help people. And, um, and so, um, yeah, so he's good. They're going to move out of that office and stop wasting all the money on all the things. Um, and, uh, Jessica is like, you know, you could get your own portrait at one point, uh, that oh, I forgot to mention that, uh, Jessica's nat- naked portraits of Nick and herself are in Ben's office now. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they're going to stop doing all of that stuff. And the credit scene, Ben goes to Andy and says, hey, I need an idea, man. And Andy is like, you should get Tom. He loves ideas. <laughs> He's like, no, it's they're, somebody they're, else. They're in the courtyard at the at City Hall. Yeah. And uh and uh, he's like, looks over. There's somebody at the table across the way. He's like, is it that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, because Andy does not get subtlety. Um, and so Ben just has to say, like, no, it's going to be you. I need you. And uh, and so then Andy hugs him. And it's a good, like, coming around. And this will set up some uh, exciting stuff for, for Chris in the future. Um, that will actually take him away from the show for a little bit. Not Chris. Chris Pratt. Not... <laughs> confused yeah andy uh will be away from the show a little bit because he's going to be busy making a movie called guardians of galaxy volume one and that's the episode see ya bye uh yeah i don't know if there's anything else that we need to highlight Um, no just one last just one of the funniest parts in the cold open that we kind of skipped over was when chris's uh andy's gift what did Andy get from from Hawaii? No. Uh, yeah, Andy got some white T-shirts from Target because <laughs> <laughs> all of his were dirty. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just I thought, was, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Like, I think I'm going to start doing stuff like that when people travel. I'm like, hey, can I get you anything? It's like, um, yeah, you know, I could use some paper towels. <laughs> We're out of trash bags. Um, <laughs> They're so exotic in in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's no, I, and you know, jumping over to the IMDb, there's not really a lot of trivia. Um, no. The uh, oh, there's one thing they note here in the in the continuity error when Anne and Ron are talking to Chris and Purd. Purd's cake changes from having a bite missing to being untouched. So classic sign of multiple takes and uh purd having a snack in a later take but splicing them all together and not catching that so um and then the set ceiling is visible twice in the correspondence lunch but it's in a room so rooms have ceilings yeah i i saw that too and i was like i don't you know whatever it's fine sometimes people um i don't see why that would be a a goof, but I'll have to rewatch it. Only one thing to do. Rewatch it. <laughs> um, yeah. Next uh, next episode is Bailout, where we get Jason Schwartzman and his <laughs> video store. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that'll be a fun one. So, yeah. Well, listener, this is the end of the road. We have to go. Yeah, but coming. before we do, tell your, your friends about this, about the show. Please tell him, don't tell him. I mean, what does it matter anymore? Yeah, it's 85 episodes in at this point, you know. Yeah. I'm doing my part. I'm telling people about it. I even posted it on my blog. <laughs> so you have a yeah. blog? Oh, yeah. I've had a blog since like 2004. Ooh. Yeah. What was the it's original my, pod, podcast? It's my name.com. 
That's a Jason, weird one. JasonDuman.com. Oh, it's just not my but, name.com. Oh. Yeah. Does somebody have that? Do you have a, <laughs> is it linked to your MySpace page? MyName.com. <laughs> um, no. Oh, somebody's just parked on here. Yeah. Smart. We'll, we'll keep looking at that. I'm going to go pick up my kids. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yes, indeed. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.